0: Sideline, touchdown! And he looks the other way and it's
1: intercepted! Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show.
0: Inside the five, Watkins to the
1: end zone. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino and GEHA Insurance. And it's Williams
0: with another touchdown!
1: Here are your hosts, Pete Sweeney and Jay Binkley. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show.
2: After your Kansas City Chiefs pull out a victory! Oh my God! Oh, my God. Over the Minnesota Vikings, a 44-yard field goal for Harrison Butker in the closing seconds as Matt Moore and your Chiefs find a way to knock off the Vikings in a game they probably should have never been in. They win by three points, improve to six and three on the season. The Arrowhead Pride postgame show is presented by Seventh Street Casino, where it's at. Call us 913-576-7610. You can hit us on the Protein House. E with a purpose text line, 69306. A game you never should have won. You pulled out it pulled it
3: out, Jay Binkley. No, they really did. This this Vikings team was no joke. This is a good win for the Kansas City Chiefs. It is a win where they had what 60% of the fans were Vikings. We'll get to that because that's embarrassing. But the Chiefs get a win from Matt Moore. And this was imperative. And I know people are you know, hitting us up and the, the play calling. Went, no, this play calling was fine. This Minnesota Vikings defense was good. Their, their defense was good. The Chiefs put a game plan together. They played physical football, and they did it for four quarters. It wasn't one of these like, surprise second quarter. They put it for four quarters. Chris Jones was the man child today. He's been missed for this Kansas City Chiefs team. Now, when the team starts getting healthier, Look for this team to go on quite a run. We talked about just how good the Chiefs' skill position players
2: are. I mean, you look. Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. They stepped up. Today, I thought Kelsey came out of the gate and was a reliable target for Matt Moore. Matt Moore today, fumbling aside, which got a little weird at the end, was outstanding. He connected with Tyree Kill on a number of deep balls, in stride, incredible, Uh, Six receptions for 140 yards, three big passes to Tyreek Hill, including the touchdown, including the final catch there for 13 yards that put Harrison Butker in a great position to hit a 44-yard field goal. And, Jay, I don't know if you felt like this about Harrison Butker, but I didn't feel like I always was comfortable with him in this type of spot, but he proved me wrong. Twice today, a
3: 54-yarder to tie it, and then a
2: 44-yarder minutes apart to win the football game.
3: Especially taking that 14-yard loss. this be a lot closer field goal for Harrison Butker. He came through that thing good for at least 57, 58 yards the way it went through. But Matt Moore was tough. He had a little bit of the problems there at the end with the, with the ball security. Right. And I think that that's a real thing right there. But it was about just getting the win. And you know why Matt Moore's here. This is why he's here. He's gritty. He understands the playbook. This is why Andy Reid trusted him. And they needed to get a win. They needed to be either beat the Packers, which they almost did. They needed to beat the Vikings. Just, just keep the team afloat. Now they have a three-game lead in this division. Just keep the team afloat until Pat Mahomes can come back. And gradually, the Chiefs will improve in various areas when guys start getting healthy. You saw the first of that today with Chris Jones. But I'll tell you this. They ran the ball effectively, and I know 91 yards was on one run with Damien Williams. I felt that they were playing tough physical football. They, they were kind of winning the line of scrimmage against the Vikings. Which are very good up front, both offensively and defensively. And like you said, guys stepped up. Travis Kelsey, four for eight last last week, eight targets, four catches, seven for nine today. You know, you make those close catches. Guys needed to step up for Matt Moore. Travis, Tyree Kill continues to step up, six catches, 140 yards. But Travis Kelsey stepped up. Damian Williams stepped up. This is what you have to do if Matt Moore starting. How about the chief? He was good too. Don't, don't don't. He made two great throws. To Tyree Kill with hands in his face. Sure, he stood the pocket. A lot of quarterbacks melt down there. He stood. He took the hit. He knew he's going to get hit, and he delivered the football. A lot of props to Matt Moore for being tough in this game. To me, too, the Chiefs' defense simply
2: outstanding today against a really good offense. And the Chiefs needed the defense to step up and and, and hold down that end of the bargain. They Best were game. Good Best game. Front, front. They were good in coverage. Dad, and, and you know what? It, it ended up with a 26 to 23 victory for your Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to get involved, 913 576 We'd love to hear from you, especially if you were out at the stadium today. Let's take the first call. Chester, how's it going?
4: Oh, this is excellent. Uh, destiny Bound, let no man take your crown. When you're in close games, how do you close it out? The fourth quarter, making clutch plays. Defense attitude, offense attitude, pulling for one another, special teams, the kicking, everybody united together because there's a destiny. Oh, this this, this is what it's all about. You know, this is how you grow, develop, grit and nasty, close games, you know, in the hunt to make a statement. And when you get your identity and when people get healed, you make more of a statement. You're talking about who motivates the motivator. Is the great ones playing out of the pay grade or the least paid playing out of the pay Now we have each other. And this time I can say the the, 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 the machine, the cleaning machine, the agitation is up.
3: Winning machine, Chester, winning machine.
4: <laughs> cleaning and winning machine. It's the, keeping the clothes up and clean. That's right. This, 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 this is what it's all about. This is what you yell for. This is what you live for. This is what you make your money worth in different things. Payday, paycheck, pay grade, and everybody's involved. You're putting the KC in KC. This is what it's all about. We can see our direction. We know our destiny. Getting everybody involved. Can't wait for the next game. And getting getting the people healthy. God bless them. Keep up the good work. Another victory for the for the coach that got over two hundred. And this is what it's all about. We can celebrate together. God bless you.
2: Thank you for the call, Chester. Obviously, very excited. The way this final drive worked, you were in field goal range, or right about, and then Matt Moore takes that terrible sack, loses ten yards. But a pass to Travis Kelsey for 17. Another pass to Tyree Kill after the weird Minnesota timeout for 13. And all of a sudden, you're within 44 yards. And Harrison Butker steps up to the plate.
0: A 44-yard attempt to win it for Kansas City. Harrison Butker trying to be the hero.
2: Now, it might have been 50%, 60% Vikings fans, but the way that crowd sounded, you could never tell, at least on the radio, courtesy of CBS.
3: Which shocks me. This is the Super Bowl favorite in the preseason. The Chiefs are leading their division by three games. Right. I can see the Chiefs' going on the road. They bring a lot of people on the road, but at home, there are Vikings fans everywhere. You could not throw a rock without hitting a Vikings fan in town this week. They go home uh, six hours away, unhappy with that performance, which I'm glad to see. The Denver game, we rephrase that. The Denver game was impressive defensively, no doubt about it. Nine sacks in that game, but this Vikings team is different than that. The, the, the Broncos quit in that game. This Vikings team was feeling themselves. Well, the Broncos aren't even a playoff. Team. I know this Vikings team had won four straight. They had the NFC Offensive Player of the Month in Kirk Cousins, third best rushing team in the NFL, 160 yards a game. NFL's leading rusher in Dalvin Cook. The the, the prescription was there. The Chiefs had to step up, try to uh, you know wade the waters, get that W. Um, so we don't have to look and reference when last time they won four, lost four games at Arrowhead. Glad that that stat's out of the window so we we'll don't to look it up. But they need to get this W until Mahomes comes back. I felt this was a gut check. Been talking about the gut check all week. Protein now, see, with the purpose text line 69306 calls it gut check. Yeah, those that need to step up do. Travis Kelsey, after the last game, was upset with himself. Some of the drops. You know, he's going to be relied on to come up with consistent plays. He did. Tyreek Hill was simply amazing today uh several times for the chiefs including catching damian williams the only guy on that field to catch damian williams was tyree kill yeah tyree kill incredible quick correction on the courtesy that was from
2: fox The call with harrison butker hitting the 44 yarder let's go back out to the phone lines reggie from anaheim what's going on
5: hey man so i'll keep this short and sweet um Shout out to the defense, man. I'm 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 officially ready to buy in uh, on this on this Chiefs defense. The last three games, they've played tough. Uh, they've played complimentary football. They've played downhill. The tackling has been good for the most part. Getting Chris Jones back has been key. I think they're starting to gel. I think they're starting to figure out, um, you know, who they are and they're applying a lot of pressure. And I think they, I haven't looked at the stats yet, but they might have held Dalvin Cook under a hundred yards rushing today. Um, so 71, uh, yeah,
3: Reggie. Significantly. Yeah,
5: so yeah, if you had, if you had told me they would keep him under a hundred, man, like I would have, I would have checked to see, uh, if you were smoking some of that Cali good. But um, the last thing I wanted to say was uh, I think I'm ready for uh, for Damian Williams to take over the running back uh, spot full-time. Right. Um, the Shady McCoy experiment was cute, but uh, <laughs> but I'm ready for him to go back to the bench and I'm ready to elevate Darwin Thompson over him. And I think you roll with Damian Williams. I think you roll with Darwin Thompson because I still think Darwin Thompson is your most explosive Running back that you have on the roster, but great job all around, man. Uh, we, we get that win, and then we gain a game, we gain a game on the Colts. So, uh, everybody have a nice Sunday, man. I'll talk to y'all later.
3: Good, good call, Reggie Darwin Thompson, inactive today for the Chiefs. So, the Chiefs brass do not see it, or Andy Reid does not see it as the explosive player that I think a lot of us do or saw in St. Joe. The other thing, too, Chiefs four penalties today, three last week, that's seven in the last two weeks. We're talking about a team. They had 22 in two straight games earlier the season, but seven penalties the last two weeks, I think, I think key for the Kansas City Chiefs, showing a lot more discipline on football. And the other thing, too, is that identity. That identity was starting to show itself about this defense. People have been talking about this identity, and I like that. I like talking about it. Do they have an identity? Because the Vikings were talking about this. Nationally, they were talking about it. Zimmer was asked about it this week. Kirk Cousins asked about it this week. Do the Chiefs have a newfound identity on defense? It was one that was about putting pressure. Cousins asked a lot about pressure. He's very good with pressure, but asked a lot about that question, the Chiefs' relentless aggressive style. I felt the Vikings counterbalanced that a little bit with the screen passes where they did have some success, throwing the running backs out of the backfield, which continues to be an Achilles heel for the Kansas City Chiefs. But they were asked about that. And I didn't feel the identity was there against Green Bay because you let them run the ball at the end of the game. They had the ball for five minutes, took your soul, backed on the one-yard line, and only had Aaron Rodgers throw the football once as they ran, ran, ran. That's why I wasn't completely sold. You have to put it together for four quarters. I was impressed with this defense today. And Are they finding a new identity? Yeah, I, I think they are. I think this defense is finding a new identity. I was waiting for them to put four quarters together. Saw that today, the way they shut down this Vikings running game. I, I think it's fair to say an identity was starting yeah. to go in the last couple of weeks. I think today you put the nail in the coffin. The identity has been set, at least at this point. Yeah, thank you, Reggie, for the call. And
2: something he pointed out is that Dalvin Cook was held for 116 yards from scrimmage today. And I think if you're a Chiefs fan coming into this game, if you could say yards from scrimmage for Dalvin Cook, a guy who puts up near 200 most weeks or is capable of doing that, you sign up for 116 yards. That's a good job. And you notice some of the adjustments of, of the Vikings in the second half with some of these screens. Eventually the Chiefs were able to figure it out and, and managed to – find a way to win uh, this football game. And it is becoming a, a part of the identity for uh, the Chiefs defense where it's aggressive and you don't know where the pressure is coming from. You don't know when they're going to blitz. You don't know who they're going to blitz with. You're finally getting, I think, what they've been talking about. It felt like lip service for a long time. Oh, they just need to play together. Oh, they just need to play together. They just need time in the system. Well I think you're starting to see the fruits
3: of what Steve Spagnuolo has been talking about for weeks and weeks. And Matt Moore was clutch. A couple throws with, with with the hands in the face. I think he showed some toughness. Albeit, he got away with a few there at the end. You right. know, dropping the football, bad ball security. There was at least three where the Vikings were blitzing that he kind of dropped the football. I mean, once he's like, when Harrison Smith blitzed, he like just dropped the football but showed toughness. I felt the Chiefs showed overall toughness today. And Derek Nott, has been showing flashes at times in the run game. I love the way he's pushing linemen around, right. making the play. On the other side of the line, Ogba continues to be a good player. He likes me, he hates you, Pete, as we've talked about to him in the that? locker room. Yeah, he gives yeah. me full answers, he gives you little short answers, right. but he's showing up to play. Yeah, I don't know why he, he dislikes me, but I like him, I don't know. so maybe
2: it's a one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at Matt Moore, though, and and, and yes, the, I think at the end of the game, you can get a little nitpicky and say you got to be more careful with the football. Well, if things are go right for the Chiefs, Moore's tenure as as a player this year should pretty much be over if everything goes right. I think Patrick Mahomes will start next week. What do you want from your backup? You want them to hold down the fort. So there were two starts for Matt Moore. I think everybody would have taken one and one. He was able to get the job done today against a really good Vikings team that probably makes the playoffs. Who's and your I, backup
3: going forward? Moore or Henny.
2: I think it has to be Moore because I'm with you, I'm with you on
3: that. The because hot because You're right you've hot seen
2: hand. it. You've seen it recently. Ask and, her back. <laughs> I you know, I, I think it just unfortunately I, I and maybe the Chiefs end up carrying or uh, uh given. Right. Maybe the Chiefs end up carrying three quarterbacks here the rest of the way and, and I wouldn't blame them for that more uh doing an outstanding job. The Arrowhead Pride post game show presented by Seventh Street Casino. Get in touch with us, six nine three zero six. It's a protein house eat with a purpose text line, nine one three, five seven six, seven six ten. Albert, what's on your mind? Albert, you there?
6: Hey, I'm here.
5: One thing that I noticed is before Mahomes went down and we were the more talented team, a lot of the little things didn't, uh, and we lost, there was a lot of the little things that didn't go our way, drop passes, penalties, and turnovers. However, when Mahomes did go down and we were the less talented team, those things didn't go our way also, and that would result in a loss. When you're the least, less talented team, you need those little things to go your way. And while we did have the turnover today, We didn't have the penalties. We didn't have the drops. And you did see those things from the Vikings, which I think really
6: contributed.
3: Well, we did have the very costly turnover with Hardman on the return where it set the Vikings up at the 38-yard line. But one thing for the Chiefs is we saw them kind of play a little bit like they should play. And I'm talking about long, extended drives. Probably my favorite drive of the game resulted in a field goal, a 24-yarder by Harrison Butker. The Chiefs went 17 plays the second quarter. They go 17 plays 85 yards, but they took almost nine minutes off the clock. There was a fourth down conversion in that. Yeah, yeah, it took almost nine minutes off the clock. It resulted in a 24-yard field goal, but that's good. You keep the Vikings, who did come in this game as the third best yards from scrimmage team on offense in the NFL, the fifth best defense. The Chiefs haven't played a team with the kind of balance they saw today with the Minnesota Vikings. Steelen tried to get a go at the beginning. I think he's an added weapon for him, but you know what? The Chiefs have a ton of injuries, and again, injuries aren't an excuse. But one thing we saw, Pete, is the Chiefs finally stepped up. You know, they'd been relying on Mahomes. I've been saying this. They've been relying on Mahomes to bail him out, whether it's offensively, defensively, the penalties, the play calling. And this goes from Andy Reid to the rest of the players. They've relied too much on Pat Mahomes. Pat wasn't walking through that door. Other guys had to step up, and I thought finally they did.
2: Yeah, I, I I think you have a point there You know, to an extent. I, I, I do think unless you have a franchise quarterback, you're not winning the Super Bowl anyway. So in, in a sense, you do have to rely on Patrick Mahomes. That being said, it did feel like the Chiefs simply couldn't win a game
3: without him. Imagine everybody stepping up with Pat Mahomes. Imagine the defense stepping up and being viable with Patrick Mahomes. Imagine that combination of elite quarterback and defense playing like they did today. Pat Mahomes hasn't seen good defense. And I'm not going to chart out his high school numbers like I like doing. Even though he scored 60 and 56 his last two years in high school in the playoffs and lost. Had a terrible defense at Texas Tech. The worst in the nation. He hasn't had a defense. Step up for Pat Mahomes. Put two and two together. And really step up for your season. I
2: talked about just winning football games in general. Just win the game. Because you never know what's going to happen. We'll go to Pittsburgh today. We're the Indianapolis Colts. We talked about how they're going to be a threat To potentially get that number two seed from you, Uh, Brissett goes down. And all of a sudden, Hoyer's in the game, and he's not able to come up with the victory 26 24 final in Pittsburgh. And now all of a sudden you're going to get Patrick Mahomes back and everything is right in front of you. You may not be able to get the number one seed because of the way the New England Patriots defense is playing and Tom Brady's holding down the fort. Could suffer L tonight, though. Exactly. You don't know what's going to happen. So just take care of business. Matt Moore comes in for two games, is able to go one and one really 2 and one if you consider the rest of that Thursday night football game. And good on him to be able to do what you have a backup there to do, and that's hold down the fort while you're waiting for your starter to get back. Dan and KCK, what's on your mind?
7: Hi Pete, hi Bing. Oh, that was a great game. Great uh, winning field goal by Harrison Butker and great defense by the Chiefs to so hold the uh, Delvin Cook. And forget Delvin Cook. How about Stefan Diggs? One one carry for twelve yards. That was great. Let's take our time. See here, you guys.
2: Not only the one carry for twelve yards, Stefan Diggs four targets, but only the one reception for four yards. The play that stands out in my mind is Travaris Ward. I talked to him this week. He says. I'm really gaining confidence now. Week after week, I'm feeling better and better about it. We actually had the opportunity to talk to Sam Madison this week who reaffirmed everything that Charvarius Ward said. And it's not just lip service. I said that before. You saw it against one of the better receivers over the past few weeks in the National Football League playing
3: digs really well today. No, he did. Charvarius Ward deserves some attention, some credit for the way he played today. I thought it was solid play. The way he was manning up, the way he was going for the football. Charvarius Ward's turned a corner. And I I know he's often criticized at times, but this secondary has been good. They only get better with a better pass rush, which they've been able to develop, which only helped these guys even further, even though they were they were playing well. You do have to take some of that back because teams are or have been able to run against the Kansas City Chiefs. But overall, I'm just impressed with their hit him in the mouth style. The Chiefs have been ran over and hit in the mouth on defense at times. Today I felt like they stood stepped up and became the assertive team. And this is some big news out of the post game presser.
2: Chiefs coach Andy Reid said there are no new injuries to report. So not only do you get the win for the first time and as long as you can remember. which Burrow no Knock on wood <laughs> if you're with me, Pete. No new injuries to report. It's huge. When you get Patrick Mahomes back and everyone is playing this well, defense included. Finally, the skill positions. You have Sammy, Travis, and Tyreek all together. Tyreek looks like an all-pro for sure. Uh, I think next-gen stats said on that Damian Williams 91-yard run. He, he was faster
3: from scrimmage than he ever was before. He, he's healthy, ready to go. And there's been some arguments about that between next-gen stats and Joseph Potts, who hit me up. But the other two were on kick returns. Right, right. But point being, everything is starting to peak
2: after the halfway point. How many times in the past do we f- sometimes feel, shoot, the Chiefs peak a little too early. This is starting to feel like okay. Now you can get some steam going. There are seven games left. You you get some steam going, and you ride right into the playoffs with your MVP quarterback, Luke from North Kansas City. What's on your mind? Hey
6: Luke. Uh, uh, hey Bink. You know me. Hello. So, um, just question that that last caller. Does he also work as an auctioneer? Who Dan? Yeah. Oh yeah. He if was, I had, had an auction,
3: sure. I'd have Dan. You could have a side business. I'd have sure. Dan Anchester. Yeah. So
6: um, I was just wanting to say, I think that your summer of spags thing was, like, really on point. Because That's Pete's deal, yeah. I think that really there was a lot of work to undo with, you know, with all the things that Bob Sutton left. And so now you're starting to see the fruits of spags labor because, you know, like he had to get the guys thinking in a different mindset, different formations. Now you're actually seeing kind of the fruits. And we're peaking at a good time, too, like, you know, we're playing better now on defense, and Mahomes is going to come back. Obviously, Tyreek is 100% healthy because he was actually back there trying to catch punts. And yeah. as a byproduct, people, uh, they were losing 20 yards like they were last year. So I'm really happy with this win.
3: This team did not even have Franklin. Great call. And by the way, I'm not your father, Luke. Luke calls my night show a lot. Asks your, if I'm your a son. It's nice your father. He's not right. with the school with his mom. By the right. way, have you guys right. seen Reed on the videos yet of
2: getting into the locker room?
3: No, I don't haven't think I've seen ever seen it.
2: Andy Reid that jacked or yoked up Dude, before. he
3: was jacked up when Buckner hit, I mean, not the game-winning field, goal, but hit that 54-yarder. You should have seen how animated he was. Yeah, he's, he's excited. If you haven't seen it online, man, it, it's, uh, but, but it's I a think sight to see. What you, what you said is important, and I remember Lil' J used to say this as well, as far as finding your momentum you know, at the turn, finding that momentum. You, you might have your rough stretch, but you've got to be able to close. you know, you got to get stronger. I, I wish the Chiefs would take Arrowhead back. And make it that place it was. Uh, it's not that place when you're overrun by that many fans. It's not. It's not. It, it, and it, it really did appear that tickets were sold to Vikings. The fans skull today. chant for was sure, incredibly sure. annoying. I can't imagine if I was at the game and police tell us if you we were there, that had to have been annoying. See, people do the skull chants. Not only that, you got to hold your beer because they, they put their arms way out when they do that skull chant, can spill your beer. Very annoying. Yeah, I I, I can't
2: imagine being next to a Vikings fan who no. knocks my beer over. with. No. A-, a skull chant. The Chiefs win 26 to 23. If you want to get in touch with us, talk to myself and Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens back there. 913 576 7610. Protein House, eat with a purpose. Text line 69306. We're going to keep it going for the next two hours or so. Get in touch with us. It's the Arrowhead Pride post game show.
1: The Arrowhead Pride post game show, presented by Seventh Street Casino. Back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley. Welcome back
2: into the Arrowhead
1: Pride
2: Post Game Show. Presented by 7th Street Casino. Where it's at. Get in touch with us. 913-576-7610. Or call us on the Protein House. Eat with purpose. Text line 69306. The Chiefs coming away with an improbable victory, twenty-six to twenty-three. Matt Moore beats Kirk Cousins, who I think was a little bit of a version of bad Kirk today. We
3: got we got a dose of bad Kirk when we needed it. Well, he's been that way this year. They were feeling, complaining, Diggs maybe wanted trade. There's been a lot of drama with that team, but they were feeling themselves one four straight. They're feeling good. Everything was fine. The Vikings fans are buying into it. They were driving down here buying tickets. Uh, going to all the barbecue restaurants, having a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy your ride home, Viking fans. Enjoy. <laughs> this is from the Protein House. Eat with a purpose. You come the Royals, you come the Royals. Hey, everybody they loves like Kansas it here. City. But I think Minnesota people Ka- like it more. Anyone who visits Kansas City loves it. Uh, the, the economy definitely appreciates them because they, they've been great for the
2: Royals too. From the nine one three Arrowhead, not like the nineties crowd. From the four one seven Arrowhead's mystique has been killed by TV timeouts. Fist in from Next Gen Stats. Harrison Butker's 54-yard game-tying field goal late in the fourth quarter was the most improbable attempt of his NFL career. 48.3 percent make probability finishes with four for four field goals, including the 44-yard game winner. Let's keep it going on the phone lines. Kyle, what's on your mind?
7: Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Kyle, I just wanted to say, Go Chiefs Kingdom. Say that defense still got to be hungry. They still they can't overhype it. Let's keep it going. We've only had two straight games. I'm not trying to talk it down or nothing like that, but let's keep this going. I think we can do it. I think we can uh, keep on leaning. I want to see Mahomes back after the bye, to be honest with you. Give him a little more time, but I think we can do it. I think Matt Moore can handle it, especially with Tennessee coming up and, this, and San Diego. I think we can get her done. Go Chiefs. Y'all have a good one.
2: Yeah, thank you, Kyle, for the call. The reality is he's coming back next week. I mean, that just is what it is. Everything you hear points in that direction. He looked fantastic today. He looks to be at least close to 100%. I imagine he practices this week. And then you ultimately get
3: a reveal from the Chiefs on Friday that he will be the starter against the Titans. Not only that, but this uh, tweet by Jay Glazer, who's really on top of things and you know knows a lot of sources. He said the reason Mahomes isn't playing today, this is what he said before the game, Doc told him he had a 40% chance of redislocating kneecap inside of 21 days, but does go down to 10 to 15% after 21 days. Today is 17 days. So it significantly goes 40% is pretty high, high rate. 40%, when you're about stats or next gen, 40% for your kneecap, possibly redislocated, going down to 10 to 15% after 21 days, and it'll be blowing way past that for the uh, Titans game. But those are numbers to consider. Uh, he wanted to get back tonight. He did it in Denver. Um, and as far as his defense stepping up the last two games, you could say they stepped up in the last three, yeah. although they didn't put four quarters together against Green Bay. But there's been a trend for more than just two weeks.
2: Right. And, and more than anything else, I just think for a while, and I'm in the locker room and, and at the pressers every day during the week, it seemed like, I don't want to say excuses, but it just seemed like kicking the can – down to, to the stream. You know, like, let's just kick the can down the road until we and get to, get to the end of the season. At what point is the defense finally going to click? You're talking about it. You're talking about it. You're talking about it. When's it going to happen? You're finally seeing a trend. Okay, I can see what Spags was talking about in training camp. You're starting to see it. You're seeing the aggressiveness. You're seeing the unique looks. You're seeing the blitzes. I love the way the defense looks. Talk about a season. This is a 16-game season season right what do you want you want to be clicking at the right time you need the defense to be chugging along and you need Patrick Mahomes to come back and you need all your pieces to be healthy and be chugging along and meet in the middle for what the playoffs and I think you're headed in that direction right now
3: it's a good time to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan not only that but what Spags is dealing with Chris Jones last game was October the 6th against the Colts November and he clearly today proves he is your Best player, your most important defensive player. And he did it without Frank Clark and Alex Okafor today, too. So he's not exactly been dealing with the full deck when he's putting this defense together. By the way, uh, from Harold R. from Fox 4, Ogba said that when he heard the Skull chant, it was pissing him off. Not the only one. Yeah, you and Ogba, I got to
2: say. Very tight, very tight. We were in the locker room, and and we were doing a two-on-one interview. And he didn't really have care for my questions. I, the, I, I'm, I'm willing to admit that. Well, they were bad questions. And, and it seemed like after the interview that he would maybe give you a hug if you, yeah, wanted, yep. if you wanted one. And that's yep. uh, neither here nor there. Good you game by game. Agba. So uh, it's all right. Um, it's all right. Mike, what's on your mind?
8: Yeah, good win. Um, quick question. I know uh, uh, Damian Williams came into camp. I know he was a little banged up, got in the doghouse, a little overweight. Um. I think McCoy's past is gone. Um, in the past, I understand how elusive McCoy is, but we, we can't continue to give him the ball and he's not finishing runs. Uh, I've noticed in short yardage situations, he gets hit, his legs go limp. It's not the McCoy of old that where he at least dives forward. Um, have you guys heard anything about utilizing Darrell Williams more in, in short yardage situations? Because McCoy, McCoy just doesn't have it. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of him just giving up. He's giving up on runs. He's not finishing runs.
2: Yeah, our own Steven Serda said he could be seen uh, on the sideline after he came out, three carries for nine yards. He was on the stationary bike, whereas you have Damian Williams, 12 12 carries for 125 yards, one touchdown. But, of course, uh, that's spearheaded by the 91-yard touchdown where he made three quick moves, looked very shifty on the play, reminded you of that preseason. I think it was the only run of the preseason. Where he, In he had one run he had the
3: one wheel yards. run. I'm just saying, take it with caution, though. He did have 11 carries for 34 yards at about three yards a clip before that one run. So take it with a grain of salt. You can't take the 91-yard run out. Tied Jamal Charles, franchise high. Put 34 carries on 11 yards. Let's so just be cautious You know, with granting people and giving people that title. To me... I'd like to see more Darwin Thompson, but he must be doing something that Andy's just not sold on. What was odd is
2: that running backs coach, Dylan McCullough said, we should expect more from Thompson soon this past week. They do let you talk to the assistants once in a while. He came up and said, you got to see this guy in practice. He's performing really well. We actually had a package for him last week. So my expectation was, Hey, more Darwin Thompson this week, but you didn't see that Damien Williams really had a breakout game. I think coming into this game, he only had a hundred rushing yards. So he eclipses that for the for the whole part of the season. He had some. He had a, an injury. He was out uh, a game or two here. So Damian Williams, I think, one of your stars of the day. You get that ninety-one uh, yard touchdown. It ties Jamal Charles for the longest run uh, for a score in Chiefs history. That put the Chiefs up 17-16 in the third quarter. As the rest of the game played out, they would need more points than that. You, what's on your mind?
7: Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Hey. Um. First of all, I said a while ago that we shouldn't really expect much from the defense until the end of October. And look, we're at the end of October. So now we see a little bit more of Spags getting what he wants done, and then the players also adapting to all of that. Oh. And Carlos Saunders is really kind of blooming right in front of our eyes, and right. I really, really like that. Um, I'm glad we got the win. I, I didn't expect to win this game, so, hey – A win's a win, and go Chiefs.
2: Something Colin Saunders told me, and grateful for the call, by the way, something Colin Saunders told me was that, you know, the first few weeks he was inactive, third-round pick for Brett Feech. First few weeks he was inactive, and he wasn't ready. But you have an injury. That's how the NFL works. How many times have we seen it, Jay, where guys are fortunate to be in their position, and you don't want the Chris Jones injury, but what did that lead to? Colin Saunders probably getting in way before he was ready to do so, and you're seeing where, I think, like you've seen with Juan Thornhill. You you catch up to the speed of the game and then you could see, okay, this is the player that the Kansas City Chiefs drafted.
3: Yeah, I thought Colton Saunders played well, and I think he's been playing well. He even had that passes defended too. You know, he the arms up. He's not the uh, the tallest of guys, but he had that passes defended, which I think is an extremely important stat. That's why Ogbaugh actually has more than those than Chris Jones. It's something he does, but he's been playing well. And this guy's got kind of a chip on his shoulder. You know, don't let the nice guy did some flips at Western Illinois fool you. Right. He had to show out. The, the senior, senior, bowl. senior bowl flips. Well, the senior bowl, he had to showcase himself because people didn't want to buy into one AA talent. And he was doing against Division I talent. And he really shot up. If the senior bowl helped anybody, it was Colin Saunders. I could see why the Chiefs took a chance on him. But, again, he's just six foot. You know, he's not 6'2", six 6'3". Six he batted a ball down today, and I thought an extremely important time. But he's showing some shiftiness on that defensive line, moving around, getting into the gap. And doing some things, and I think that Derek Notte had a good game too. Push him to the outside, but again, you're not without you're without Clark, and you're without uh, Alex Okafor. So you're, you're relying on Ogba to step up, which he did, which he's continuing to do for this team. And you're asking Daniel Passanio, that's had really, um, way well, obviously the best year of his career. It's not even close. But you're forcing him to the outside to set that edge. But it all starts with what you're doing in the middle. Teams will gash you and take your your soul away from you by running up the middle. Naughty and Colin Saunders needed to step up in the day they did. Even Pinnell stepped up for the Chiefs. You might not know who he is, but he stepped up for them early on. Right. He signed with the Chiefs
2: recently. Kind of just a guy off the street that they ended up bringing aboard. And I think today you truly saw just how valuable of a player Chris Jones is. Comes into the game and, and you see how he pushes the offensive lineman right into Kirk Cousins, the Chiefs' only sack of the day. He registered two quarterback hits. One tackle for loss, three combined tackles, two of them solo. Chris Jones, you you notice just how much the Chiefs missed what Jones has to offer, and you know Frank Clark, he has to get healthy now. He's got the neck injury. Aaron Rappaport said he might have gone today, uh, some kind of a game time decision. Ultimately, doesn't play. What you get is Chris Jones back, and you you really truly realize okay. This is the Chiefs' most important defensive piece. It'll be nice to have Clark back. Don't get me Clark's wrong. Clark's good, but the
3: rest but of the defensive it, ends... You need Jones. Yeah, I mean, Okafor is stepping up. Ogba stepped up. Right. Okafor didn't play today. Tano you got Payton. Emmanuel Ogba, by the way, for Eric Murray. These, exactly. These defensive ends were, were a Spags type. This is the type that he likes. The size, uh, the height, the, the weight. Everything is almost... Prototypical. It's almost like the Rockets. You've got to be a certain size in New York before you do the leg kicks, Pete. I know you've been wanting to do this, but you have to be a I certain do. size I mean, to do this. Do but like he's to. got this, and defensive ends have been playing well. It's setting that edge. And this is what he wants. And I don't know if Frank Clark and these guys don't sleep on Ogba. I mean, this guy's quietly having a real nice season. The Chiefs coming. Leads his team in sacks.
2: The Chiefs coming away with the 26 to 23 victory. Here was Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after the game.
9: All right. Um, so no injuries um, to report, um, my hat goes off to Bucker for those last two field goals. That last one was as clutch as you can get. And um, our defense, I just saw it stepped up, had a, had a beautiful day, great game plan and they executed well. Offensive line buckled down and did a nice job, which helped the running backs and it helped um, our quarterback. I thought Matt, was that was a gutsy performance now by him. And and utilized his, uh, his receivers. I thought he did a good job with that. Uh, special teams, we had a couple of nice returns there. You um, can learn from a couple of them. But I uh, had, had a couple there that were, were very good. But field position became a big part of it. And we dang near gave it away at the end, but we kind of hung on to, um, to bring it back to where we needed to do to get that field goal. So, anyways, with that time, yours.
10: Specifically on Stephon
9: Match. What, what was working well for you guys in that Yeah, so listen, I'm, I'm proud of our defense for um, continuing to work and get better. And so one of the objectives was to get better every week and, and a goal there. And they've done that. Some of the young guys are growing up, and um, and they've got, they've got a, a great quarterback and, and great skilled position players. And um, I thought our guys really – buckled down and did a nice job against. challenged them. And then guys up front, you got, you know, my hat off to them for the pressure that they were able to get there at the end on the quarterback. Coach,
6: you've answered
9: a lot of questions this season about the run defense. And for the middle of the league in the so what do you mean about the whole process? <clears throat> yeah, so, well, he's a great running back and, uh, and the best right now going. And so he, um, um, you know our, our guys buckled down. They took that challenge and they they worked hard this week to make sure they they started with that and but still kept their pass rush ability up and be able to cover on the on the drops there. So I, I think that's a good football team. I think Mike's done a nice job. Zimmer has done a nice job with that group and um, you know it's a good win. It's a good win for us. too.
2: You're listening to Chiefs head coach Andy Reid on 610 Sports Radio. You speak
9: to Yeah, so I mean those are a couple of big plays now. And then both he and Kel stepped up right at the end there and uh, I mean those were big time big time plays. That last play to get us keep between Kels and then Tyree coming back, making somebody miss getting upfield, getting down, being able to preserve some time there to so we could kick it. Um, I thought we were a bit oh that's right. Chris Jones had to get back in. Yeah, yeah, Chris did a nice job. Yeah, it's good to get him back in there. So the longer this goes, the more we'll be able to get a few guys back in. And, um, you know, we'll just add them to the mix so we have a little bit more depth. It's good to have the experience some of these guys have gotten. Um, They'll help us down the road here. Andy, just
11: talk about the obvious relief that you feel getting one
9: at home again? Yeah, well, the crowd was phenomenal. I mean, they were – there was a lot of purple up there, and they just uh, voiced them out, that whole thing with the – Clapping over the head and all that. Um, I thought our PA guy did a nice job of cranking up a little arrowhead pride there, man. Yanking that the music My guy! And, and knocking that out. He just nulled that clapping deal and kind of brought us right back to home. Could you speak to the, the veteran presence and poise of on those last two drives under pressure? Yeah, yeah, a lot of pressure. I mean, they. Um, and he, he's he's got some fire to him, you know. He uh, he's a tough kid because he took a couple of licks there and he, he got back up and finished. But um, just him calming the storm, I thought was was good. And that throw to Kels was was big. I mean, that was you know yeah, weren't quite sure how that was going to go, but it, it worked out okay for us. What'd
0: you see on debut?
9: Yeah, so I thought 77 did a great job, you know, Andrew. He he uh, came down and just kind of cleaned that side out, and uh, it popped it. And I mean, my hat goes off to him. Getting him back in there and having a block like that was, was big. They blitzed. I mean, it was uh, man coverage. And then I thought Tyreek on that play <laughs> uh, of getting down there and just walling that guy off, and only Tyreek could do that. I mean, he was the fastest guy out there, so he was able to get in position to wall him off. And, uh and I thought that was big on that.
2: Wrapping up with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Yeah, they do, couple That's kind of the effect
9: you Yeah, and uh, that was Dave's plan. And um, we were hoping, you know, you hope that he, that he gets an opportunity to catch it and return it. But um, if he doesn't, then the results were good results, yeah. You know what he's he's close um but um now you got to just know that he wants to be out there every you know he it's not his decision on this so it was we kind of backed up on it i mean he we listened to the doctors and the trainers and made the decision and if he had it his way he would have played you know the next play after it happened so uh, that's how he's wired coach uh, said
12: that you know it would take maybe four weeks for the defense to come together. How improved and is this what you all
9: are looking at, you know, this defense being at this time of the year? Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm not going to say a time on it, but you, you know, to play, you just what need it to get familiar. Said, yeah, what he said. I know what he said, right? So, uh, but it, the, you can see it happening. You guys are watching it, so um, we've we got, we got so much room to improve. we got to keep going. We're not near where we can be and, and uh, will be, so uh, we just keep keep pounding it and getting better and working hard. I think that's uh, this group's got a good mindset about them where uh, they'll, they'll work, and uh, they're not afraid to do that.
13: Last one, BJ. You've also been involved in the season about margin and air, and for the second half, you're going to be the right things that short field and just you – you're saying you've learned something about your team every year throughout the course of the season. What do you
9: think it is that you think about your team? Yeah, it doesn't – you know, it just doesn't seem to me that they worry about much on that kind of stuff. I don't hear guys – moping around or this should have happened or that should have happened. I haven't seen that. Um, even in the losses, I didn't feel that. It was just what can we do? Let's keep going uh, and strike, whether it's on offense or defense or special teams. It's It's been that kind of group so far. So, I mean, that's a that's a real positive thing. And there's the opportunities in games like this right here. Yeah. All right, thank you. Okay, Thank you.
2: Chief's head coach Andy Reid not, not a fan of the the Vikings
3: skull. Club. No, he says they take their hands, they put them on their heads. It's a skull clap, man. It's very annoying. And you know what? They can do this on their way up I thirty five back to Minnesota because I guarantee they're probably listening now in their cars, their purple uh, purple wagons, listening to this you stuff. Think so? Yeah, with their with their tail between their legs. I hope they had a good barbecue. I hope they tipped their waiters and waitresses. Uh, while they're here, <laughs> and I hope they continue to do this. <laughs> Anything until for they the get KC economy, right? right? Well, think about uh, we're, this. we're hosting you, the you draft in 2023. An L, and then you have to drive through Iowa. Right. Have fun. It's not going to be
2: much fun. And, and Purple's ugly. The one part that stuck Except out just quickly on Andy Reid uh, he commented about the defense getting better every week. And I think that's just something we need to remember. We want this drastic defensive improvement. Sometimes it takes years to build defenses. We understand that the Chiefs were that close to the Super Bowl and of course you want everything now what they're doing and if they can figure it out and win along the way and figure it completely out by week 16 and game 16 and into the playoffs, and you feel really good about the defense, turning the defense over with as many new players and a completely new system, as many new coaches, and being successful within the year is impressive. I understand why fans are upset the first few weeks. I understand the demands. But you got to give credit where credit's due. This is three games in a row now where you're finally starting to see some of the moves that Beach made and
3: Spagnola has implemented, and you're starting to feel, okay, maybe we have a complete team here. They needed to step up, and they had to step up. With Mahomes out, they had to step up. Here's the one thing, though. I do feel like they were stepping up, even with the homes playing in Denver, with those 11 passes. I felt the defense had turned the page, and they are being a little bit more physical and assertive. And I felt that the defense would have been good. And then Alex Okafor, after the game, talks about how the defense needs to step up without Pat Mahomes. That should have been the mindset from the beginning. But remember Spagnola. He had last year off to kind of look at things. First year reassess- since 1980, he took off. Yeah, and he took a year off. He went to NFL Films, he said, up there in Philadelphia and watched and regrouped and resurfaced and thought about ways that he wanted to make some changes. Other coaches have done this, too. They take a little sabbatical, come back. He hired an all-star staff. I'm still really high on Matt House that's doing the linebackers that came over from Kentucky. I'm big on Brendan Daly. Came from the Patriots, three rings. But he went out and put a good staff, Sam Madison, Dave Merritt, on defense as well. They put together a good staff. The Chiefs cleaned house on the defensive side uh, with the coaching staff, and it took a while, but they were starting to turn that corner a little bit in the Denver game. But they need to step up, and again, don't always rely on Pat Mahomes. Go out there and be the p- people talked about. Don't be the punchline. You know, have some pride. There's some guys with some real pride, like the Honey Badger. Ton of pride. He didn't come here to be a laughingstock with his defense. And you know what? He's talk to talk, and he's walking the walk. Reed also complimented playmakers
2: Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey before having a Freudian slip of naming his favorite website, which is Arrowhead Pride. After this break, I don't think that's what he meant. After this break, we will hear from Tyree Kill and Chris Jones, thanks to our, our pal Stephen Serter. You are listening to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show.
1: The Arrowhead Pride Game show, presented by Seventh Street Casino.
2: We're giving away
1: back to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. Brought to you by 7th Street Casino. Here's Pete Sweeney and Jade Binkley.
2: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show. After a thriller at Arrowhead Stadium, the Chiefs beating the Minnesota Vikings 26-23. Matt Moore over
3: Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. He was he was a tough guy. A couple times, hands in the face, still delivered to Tyreek Hill. I have not seen you as excited as when Andy Reid said Arrowhead Pride. I mean, you literally jumped out of your seat. Well, it's a hell of a win, and you're jumping out over that. It's a that's what we call a Freudian
2: slip. It means he reads uh, on a regular basis. You think he does? Rock and just spilled it out in in the presser, and and we appreciate that. We appreciate you reading, Coach. Uh, Chris Jones had a sack in his return to the lineup first game since Week Five. Uh, today against the Vikings, here was Jones after the win.
8: His first game back after a few weeks, how does it
11: feel? felt good. Oh, um, felt good. Get out there, give one of my guys, get the win. Uh, we needed it. We needed it. Uh, we've been inching for it. It's been a while. First game winning at home, right? So it was good. How emotional was it for you? Oh, so damn emotional, you know what I mean? See how exciting the crowd is, man? I, I love their energy, you know what I mean? So I haven't been out in probably a month. I haven't been out there to enjoy the crowd, enjoy my brother. So um, the feelings was out of the roof. Especially for me. My emotions are bottled up. And, um, you know, it was an emotional game for me.
10: And they responded. The fans responded to you, didn't they? And you could feel that, couldn't you?
11: Yeah, always, man. The fans are always in tune. Uh, Minnesota kind of pissed me off doing that in our state. I'm like, you're not going to come in Arrowhead and do that. You know what I mean? So we had to respond big. Um, we got the opportunity to rush on third down. Spaz called a hell of a play, um, and we, we executed What does a win like this does today? You know, today? Um, you know um, every win in this uh, NFL is hard, so a win is just, just another win, so we got to prepare for next week. Um, Preparation is key, you know. Um, defense held uh, Russia under 100 yards. Devin Cook been playing some of the best ball in the NFL. We um, was fortunate enough to get the win, execute on defense, and we got to execute next week. How did you feel um, coming back from me? I felt pretty good. I felt pretty good. You feel like you came back me and the defense? I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing my
13: game. You didn't appreciate the visiting chance.
2: That's so funny. He just
3: <laughs> ignored that question.
2: That's three people uh, with the Chiefs who have now mentioned the opposing skull chance. So it was Andy Reid, Emmanuel Ogba, you mentioned earlier, Jay, yeah. and now Chris Jones. Not happy with all of the purple and arrowhead. You, you know what idea. Vikings
3: fans? I think the Chiefs took umbrage to it. I think you thought you were pretty cute, putting your hands above your head and doing a little silly little clap. It was annoying as hell. They I'm sitting stole there getting that, annoyed by the way. Uh, from who?
9: A soccer team.
3: Oh, did they? let's say they stole it. But well, it was annoying. I mean My favorite was when the
2: Eagles fans would do foals during that playoff yeah, run, or yeah. it was the NFC title game.
3: But clearly that chant is annoying. Reed was annoyed, Alkma, as you say, and there's Chris Jones annoyed. You know, they thought they were cute. You fired up the Chiefs. You fired up the Chiefs by driving your ass down here on I thirty five, had our barbecue, and you motivated <laughs> our football team. We appreciate a Viking fans. You're
2: allowed if you pay for it and you come from Minnesota, you're allowed to have some of the barbecue. That's how it works,
3: Jake. No, it's fine. Minnesota's very kind to the community. Minnesota nice. Yeah, Minnesota nice. The Arrowhead Pride. But they're annoying too with that skull chant.
2: <laughs> the Arrowhead Pride player of the game is brought to you by Maserese Jewelry, jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City uh, for over 40 years. Our Arrowhead Pride. Oh, there goes Jay doing the skull Every
3: clapping. Every time Jay puts a dip of skull in, he does the skull chant. You see John Greedon? Hey, hands above the head and clap if you're with me. Uh,
2: the Arrowhead Pride player of the game is Tyreek Hill. Uh, six receptions for 140 yards, the three big catches, as well as the touchdown, had a rush uh, for five yards. Looked like it was an end round. He is the AP player of the game. Tune into Fesco in the morning tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. If you know the player of the game, you could win $25 to Topper's Pizza, and one monthly winner will win the grand prize of a $500 Mazarese Jewelry gift card. Again, player of the game brought to you by Mazarese Jewelry, jewelry that's dazzled Kansas City uh, for over Forty years. Let's hear from the player of the game, Tyree Kill, after the win.
13: Uh, yeah, and then I noticed that I could actually run. They was like, right there. I was like, okay, I, I want to show my speed. You know what I'm
11: saying?
2: So, the
13: first
3: touchdown, to just uh, oh, taking through the pattern, it looked like you, you made a, a quick cut toward uh, a sort of flat. I mean,
13: it was just, it was just a sail route. You know what I'm saying? I, I did a good job setting it. Um, we practiced that the whole week. Coach Reed, he was even, Coach Reed and my receiver coach, he was even telling me to sell, sell it because they were like, you yeah. got to cover to
1: then And that was okay, like, I believe it was cover
13: one, I, I believe. But I sold it, and then Matt threw a perfect dime. Offensive line could take me here, they I was in their um,
14: From upstairs, it looked like that ball was going to be overthrown. Did
7: you ever think? <laughs> was...
6: Can't nobody overthrow me. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that. All <laughs> right.
12: <Yeah. laughs>
7: I think
6: the first two balls to you today
7: were, were got hit hard, I think, as they came to you, but yeah. maybe balls you would normally catch. Was that right. in your head at all?
13: I mean, no, I don't ever think about that. I mean, even if I like do something bad, I mean, I always go to the next play because my teammates, I mean, they're going to hold me accountable, but, um, but at the same time, it's a long football game. you got 60 minutes to play, to play football, so then I just move on to the next play. Trailing. On the third and four, late, right. late in the game, right. it, I guess it was a hot route? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's talk about what you recognize there and what what that I'm, I'm trying to see um, which one you talking about. It
12: was uh, the, the right catch right at
13: the, at the field goal. Last one. Oh, yeah, the shot across. So yeah, it was it, was it, was it was a couple three of Matt just dumped it down to me. And then because the dude was playing like eight yards off, he dumped it down to me. I was able to make a miss, get a few more yards, and Sammy made a great block for me to get a few more instruments. Trailing late, you got a couple of chances back there to return punts. When did you know you were going back there? It's really on. really on Coach told. Whenever he need me, I told him I'm available whenever. Just let me know whenever you need me. <clears throat> what did he say to you when he sent you out there? I said, "Hey, let's go, Reek. Let's go. You see, gonna be a bad kick or a touchdown?
15: Which... So, it was a bad kick. How much? Of, how much did you feel if you guys needed this type of victory coming from behind, close battle, everyone sort of? making an effort there in the
13: fourth quarter to get the victory oh yeah this was a great win I a mean, great team win offense defense special teams i mean we all did our thing and this team needed this victory you know what i'm saying because the all because the um the vibe because the vibe in the um locker room the past few weeks um been down so a win like this is great especially um i guess a great team like this we've got a great quarterback great head coach i mean great team period so this was a great win for us
15: Oh, oh, was, there, was there more comfort this week with Matt Moore? Understanding just what he can do with you guys, or is it just a, a case of just more snaps gives you more, sort of more rhythm?
13: We've been comfortable with Matt, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter who go out there at quarterback. Sammy can go out there at quarterback. D-Rob, anybody, Travis, anybody can go out there at quarterback. We're going to be comfortable with him, you know what I'm saying? Because Coach Reed, he's, he's been doing this thing so long that yeah, if he put him at quarterback, just believe they're going to, you know what I'm saying, they're going to do their thing at quarterback. So it don't matter who, who at quarterback in his offense. But Matt, he did, he's he been doing a great job ever since Pat went down. You know what I'm saying? So
2: That's Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Uh, after one of the better games we've seen from him in a long time, he looks like one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. It's 5'9", five, 5'10" high-pointing balls, beating opposing defenders for the ball in the air. Reminds me like a little bit of on-the-field Antonio Brown
3: right now. Well, and the one thing about it, he is the most dangerous weapon in, the, in NFL. the NFL. He's the most feared guy from defensive coordinators. The things that he can do, and they can do so much more for him and look for, as the season progresses, in the backfield, draw that mismatch, you know, the jet sweeps, so many things. But think about this. Think about his impact as, as punt returner. It forced Colquitt to kind of choke, Britton Colquitt, not Dustin, he, right. he, he came lame on a punt. He was having a great day. That's and why he, the Chiefs were at the 45. Yeah, in the one punt, he did a nice job. Got Tyreek Hill out of bounds, no return. But the second time, it was just the fear of Tyreek Hill in the game. It's not going to show up on a stat sheet. You know, no one's going to have the stat for this or pro football focus or anything else. Your own eye test with what happened out there. They choked when Tyreek Hill got back there. So what makes him such a special player. Jay, Tyreek Hill I said six receptions, 140 yards, and a touchdown.
2: Matt Moore... As you like to call him, Jade the Big Beaver, 25 of 35 for 275 yards and a touchdown. Matt Moore spoke to the media after the win. Matt hey. Moore.
10: Hey. Yeah. Wow, just... I want to say miscommunication but we were just having some issues with some communication there and uh, time was running out Um, just trying to do the best we could it was uh, you know not a situation you want to be in with with uh, the lack of communication I guess I mean that always happens and uh, you gotta overcome it which we did which was nice Um, and then obviously the the big play to Kels uh, he did a great job winning tons of space and it was easy kind of just to lay it out there for him strong catch uh, in a crucial situation, and then uh, Tyreek, w- you know, w- winning, uh, get us a little closer there for the field goal at the end, um, just tons of clutch plays by, by some big-time guys.
15: did you expect blitzes
10: got to the final draft? Um, yeah, did, the, the tri- yeah, <laughs> 100%, and that's the thing, I think we were a little uh, scatterbrained, if you will, we were uh, running all over the place a little bit, which, uh, which was tough for us to adjust to what they were doing defensively. And, and uh, that's on me 100%. I don't, I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to put our guys in that position. So uh, we just got to get in out of the huddle or get the play called, uh, you know, in quicker fashion, and, and that way we can evaluate what's going on. It's
15: been over two years since you have won a game in the NFL. Is, what does it mean for you? What was it like to see your teammates sort of respond to the way you got the team in position?
3: Yeah.
10: It's exciting. I mean, it gets the juices flowing. Obviously, this is an emotional game. Uh, the emotions were well, all over the place today. Uh, but to see the team to win at home, to see the guys rally, everybody really. I mean, total team win, all three phases. Um, it's great to be a part of. Great to see. You said- yeah, I feel good. I mean we're we're only gonna grow. Everyone's gonna grow every day, <clears throat> myself included. Um so, um comfortable, absolutely. Um and obviously, you know, you go into each week, you, you study the game plan, you, you practice it, uh your comfort's only gonna grow even more, so yeah, I feel good. You said
13: after the game game you just didn't want to a touchdown that he had. Was that one where you felt like you
10: tested him about as long as tested? Yeah, well, I saw him, and again, he did a great job winning, and it's nice when you see the DB's back turn to you, and he's going. I mean, I just I tried to put it out as, as best I could, and he, I, I didn't see the catch live. I ended up seeing it later, but he extended for it, which was great, and he got there. That's um, just a great play by him.
16: Were you figure at all going
10: through the ball maybe through it too far? No. I was getting taken to the ground, so I let it go. i was just like, man, I hope I hope he gets <laughs> there. The last contested
13: one. The ones. What was your advantage of that play? You saw the replay, see the way that Tyreek went up and
10: fought for you? Well, I have, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. I uh, that was an awesome one to throw it and take a shot, and then uh, initially I kind of was like, oh man, and then the crowd went crazy and. Somebody, one of the other linemen was like, Matt, he caught it. He caught it. Let's go!" And I was like, "Sweet, here we go." Going, going back to the final drop, I mean, was there much discussion
11: that you need to get to X yard line to give
13: Harrison a chance to kick a
10: field goal? I'm, I'm sure that was being discussed on the sideline. Um, no, I mean we were, we were executing the plays that were coming in. I mean, obviously, the closer you get, the better. Um, uh, I didn't have any of that discussion, so they handled all that. Uh, that was the route. It, yeah, no, that was his route. Uh, he quickened it up a little bit, which was great. It's what we needed. Um, but, no, he, he executed uh, perfectly there. So, so as
15: soon as you see the blitz, you know, are you to be thing
10: Yeah, yeah. The long run by, by Damian Rake, was your view of that as it happened? And did you see how far Hill came from to make the block? I did not see Tyreek make the block. I saw Dame hit the hole, and then he kind of in and out of it. I saw him almost get tripped up. And that was funny. I was just telling him, I go, I wish you could have heard me on that. I was like a little kid screaming, running down the field, you know, after I realized he was behind everybody to, you know, urging him on to keep going. But uh, I didn't see Tyreek's block. I'm sure I will. But that was a – I mean, that's nice when you're backed up to hand it off and and score. So. Adam oh, – go ahead, Allie.
15: Adam and DJ.
16: combined yards for Damian and for Tyreek. We're allowed
1: to.
10: Yeah, I mean, really, it was, the, the defense was really good. That's a really good defense. I mean, at some points we were just trying to take what they were giving us. I mean, formationally, you know, uh, we had some things. I think running the ball, um, our guys executed blocks well, created some holes. I mean, it's it was kind of hard. Some, sometimes, you know, obviously they're adjusting, we're adjusting. Um, you know, obviously, but then we got a couple runs going that opened up. I think Tyreek on the outside, um, and we didn't get much one-on-one with him, so he was did a nice job finding zones, or just getting downfield far enough to where he was one-on-one and you can put a ball up. So, I think I think both players, both parts of the offense, running pass, kind of complement each other really well. Go Adam, Nate, BJ uh, with, with Matt out, with some
9: other guys out, and you guys had lost three or four. Can you put it in perspective what? Um,
10: in a game like this the game, yeah, so you guys, I right? mean, gosh, I mean, we, you just want to win the next one up, but to get this one, to get it at home, you know, I think it's been a, a little bit since we've won at home. So to get it at home, to win it the way we did, uh, nobody quit. I mean, it was a it was a fight until the end, and so you love that. You love to see that, in your team, um, you know, they're all important. They're all important, and so to get this one the way we did, I think, is just uh, makes you feel good.
15: It was a similar situation. You're, yeah. you're wanting an opportunity.
10: Just from your advantage point, being with the guys, just what was it like to see them come through? Awesome. To give you an opportunity. Yeah, okay. awesome. They they played, I mean, outstanding. And, uh, you know, sitting on the sideline uh, that last drive when they're, you know, I think Cousins had a ball knocked down and then a screen that we had, uh, you know, sniffed out and it was right there. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, everybody was coming up huge. And so to watch those guys I think they got to get the offense going a little bit. Um, you know, hey, we're going to go shut them down, which they did. Now we're going to get the ball, and now we got to go make some plays and win this game. So, uh, again, can't can't compliment enough defense and special teams as well as the offense. But just love to see those guys play the way they did. All right, guys. Great luck. All right, thank you. Thanks,
2: guys. Matt Moore talking after the Chiefs' twenty-six to twenty-three win, really willing the Chiefs to victory, doing enough. Uh, relying on some of his skill position players on offense and the Chiefs defense with a good game against Kirk Cousins.
3: You know, I felt Andy Reid, you know, going against a very good Vikings team. This, This team was really good, the Vikings. The most balanced team the Chiefs have faced between offense and defense. A team that was feeling themselves. Goes out and finds a way to win with Matt Moore. It's amazing what the threat of a running game will do. Matt Moore able to use the play action today effectively. Just having that ground game, that willingness to run the football, even in close situations, run the ball, don't give up on it, you know, stay true to it. And he did, and he found a way to get Tyreek Hill involved in the game and Travis Kelsey. Uh, I felt Reed did a nice job. Now, there are certain times maybe not, but I thought overall beating this Vikings team, going in with Matt Moore, great job by Eddie Reed.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, and the Chiefs were able to pull it out. Uh, Harrison Butker ha- had a ton to do with this victory. Great guy within minutes of each other, within minutes of game minutes, two or three minutes. Taking matters, Pete, I've told you this. 54-yarder to tie the game at 23, and then he faced a 44-yarder to win the game in the closing seconds, and he connects with it two for two at the end, end there, four for four in the day. Here is Harrison Butker after the win. That of,
14: hey, I have to do this again. Oh, yeah,
16: I mean, I was jacked up. I was enjoying it in the moment, but to be successful as a kicker, you can't go into a kick with a lot of adrenaline. So I was just kind of pacing on the sideline, taking deep breaths, trying to get back in uh, that calm mode that I think I, I do my best at um, as a kicker. But tie game, our defense is out there. They did a great job stopping them. So I knew it was going to come down to a field goal and we got a great field position. Um, and then and then we made the kick. How did you
15: have to maybe adjust how you were attacking it based on the It looked like the kind of trying to, try to
16: drive through it a little bit, more a little bit more? Yeah. Um, I don't know, that, the 54-yarder, I, I thought I hit really well, but that 44-yarder, you know, we're talking to the locker room, like, did it get blocked, did it not get blocked? I know from watching the film, the guy jumped over uh, the long snapper in the A-gap but it's kind of hard to tell if it got tipped or not because the rotation was a little weird. But, you know, glad it went in. I mean, my ball as a right-footed kicker kind of has a left hook on it, so going towards the the north end zone, that was more of a tough win. That's why when I made the the 45-yarder right hash right to left wind, the same kick I missed uh, last game, it was a 50-yarder right hash right to left wind. So I was really pumped up I made that. I mean, we worked that same kick really hard in practice, so, you know, that set us up to uh, be in good position for the 54-yarder um, but going the other way, it was more of a left to right wind, and I think that wind almost straightens out my ball. Uh, but I got to watch the film closer to see like if it was blocked, if it was low. But I know the guy jumped over our center and was right there to 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 try to block it. Where did you feel like your range was at that point down
13: that direction?
16: A 54 yarder. I uh, I hit well. I thought you know if we had a 58 yarder, 60 yarder, I would have just put more into it. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I felt good. I think when it's the end of the game, if it was a long field goal, you know you just you just put more leg into it and you know, you can make it, but I liked that right to left wind, you know, so really glad we were going to the south end zone for the game winner. Oh yeah, I mean, every yard helps, especially on that, what was it, uh, 44 yarder, and I don't know if that would have been good from 46 yards, because I'm going with it got blocked, I got to watch it more, but that's what I'm going with. (laughs)
13: What's uh, your guys'
16: little making that try? We're definitely not joking around. I think, you know, he, he tries to loosen me up a little bit throughout the week because I, I do take kicking, you know, very seriously, maybe too seriously. But, um, you know, after we made that 54, I was super pumped up, and then he kind of just gave me my space. I think that's when I, I do the best is when I'm just kind of in my own zone and then the whole time we're talking out there, you know, when I'm taking my steps, I'm, I'm saying where I'm going to aim, and we're just kind of talking through it. But, you know, he's, he's my caddy. He does a great job as a holder. I think he's the best holder in the NFL, and, you know, it truly is a, a team effort. If that ball doesn't have perfect lean, if it's not right on the spot, you know, we, don't, we maybe don't make the kick. So, you know, I can't say enough about, about Dustin and then James getting perfect laces every time.
10: A couple more guys.
16: yeah so I know i hit, I hit some ground before I hit the ball, and usually if I hit ground, the ball still has end over end rotation, and that one I hit it I thought I heard it blocked a lot of O-linemen said they thought they heard it blocked, and I looked up and the ball wasn't going end over end. it was kind of going crazy, but it was going straight so it's just is it going to have the distance or not and uh luckily it did, but like I said I'm going with it it got blocked because <laughs> I've never hit a ball like that just looked that weird that was that low you know so we'll see I guess when i when I can watch the film
9: out the side of Patrick. Yeah. What did you make of him running out there,
16: and what happened with the two of you guys out there? Yeah, I mean, uh I was sprinting down. I think that's just from my soccer background growing up. When guys score goals, they just sprint the other way. Um, when I was going, I saw Patrick, and then I, I wanted to embrace him, but I'm like, no, I, he can't get hurt. So I just kept going. <laughs> And then uh, Tyreek was, you know, uh, encouraging me to go to the end zone and jump in with the fans, and, and that was a lot of fun. But, you know, I'm just enjoying this moment, uh, giving all the glory to our Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, just, just so happy for this team to get a big win. Um, and, we're, you know, we're, we're moving forward with a lot of momentum. Because you, you were talking about taking some deep breaths and calming
11: yourself yep. down because I didn't have a chance to see you on the sidelines. Did you have any chance to kick into the net
6: or anything like that, or was it just strictly mental stuff?
16: Oh yeah, I mean, I kicked in the in the net a couple of times. My body's been feeling great all season, and I just feel like I can kick all day. So, once I just kind of calm down, I'm you know I'm kicking in the net. So then once I run onto the field, it's like the same thing I've been doing on the sideline. Last one, time. I think
13: they had a timeout. Do
15: you think they would maybe
13: try to ice how did, how do you? I do have to you go mentally into that.
16: You know, I did check. I saw they had a timeout, but honestly, I feel like every time a coach has called a timeout, you know that helps me and I make it. So. He didn't call the timeout, and um, you know it went in. But I didn't know that. Maybe it was maybe I shouldn't check to see if they got a timeout or not. But um, you know it went in. We're super excited.
2: That's kicker Harrison Butker after the 26-23 win, and the fifty plus yarder wasn't necessarily a guarantee coming into this game. Butker this year zero
3: for two on fifty plus kicks, and he used to win. He's missed what three field goals this year? Yeah, only one extra point, and he didn't just this went in locker room. He got the full podium. He got press conference treatment. Oh, yeah. For Kickers love this kind of stuff. But you know what? It came down to kicking. He was clutch for the Kansas City Chiefs. And he needs to be because, you know, games might come down to a kick here or there. Now, with Mahomes, we don't normally see that. You know, they, they'll, they they can win by a larger margin unless the defense lets teams squeak in. But that was huge for Harrison Butker to get that. Just that effort the Chiefs had today and just parlayed that and carry it through. And that 54-yarder, that's at least 57, 58 yards worth. I mean, it, it cleared the crossbar really well. Well, I think. That's what you need to do
2: with a backup quarterback, right? You have to do everything else right. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that last week against the Green Bay Packers. There were some mistakes today, but not enough that you couldn't win the football game. The Chiefs did mostly everything right on all aspects of the football. There were the the special teams gaffes of, of McColl Hardman. The Chiefs were able to overcome them anyway. Yeah, they really
3: did. He almost fumbled on the next one that he had. Don't want to get in Andy Reid's doghouse too bad, but you know, putting Hill back there I think makes a difference. and You'll see this. A lot in the postseason, but this is a good football team. And to me, this is the best win for the Chiefs. Not only were the Vikings feeling themselves, feeling real good, four straight wins, offensive, uh, uh, the best offensive MVP, basically Kirk Cousins got that award, Player of the Month in the NFC. They had a special teams Player of the Week last week. A team that was feeling good about themselves and things were coming together for the Minnesota Vikings. Only Phelan showed up as a uh, with the designation on the injury report. Ended up starting the game, but then coming out of that game early. But a relatively healthy Minnesota Vikings team. Much healthier than the Kansas City Chiefs. And they brought a lot of fans. Tons right. of Minnesota Vikings fans there uh, to see them lose at Arrowhead Stadium. But I, I think all in all, just a tough, hard-fought victory for the Chiefs. I think their best one considering having to go with Matt Moore. Need the defense to step up. Stop the run against the NFL's leading rusher. Do these things. I think it made it the best win of the year. Chiefs holding Dalvin Cook to just
2: 116 yards. The Vikings as a whole, 308 yards. A big part of that was Tyron Matthew. He went on to Twitter after the game here, tweeting out the word the landlord with one of his two tackles. Here was Tyron Matthew after the win.
12: How did this
2: game, win, feel? Man, you know, um, I mean, it's a big win for us. You
12: know, um, coming off three, I think three straight home losses. Um, just trying to get that bad taste that I'm out of our mouth. Thought we played the game the right way today. Um, you know, I thought guys stepped up um, in tough situations, made some big plays. And, um, you know, big up to Bucker, man. Two big-time kicks. Um, I see him make kicks all year, you know, going back to the spring. Um, and he's so committed to his craft. And for him to have that opportunity, uh, it's big-time. Big-time win for our team. What's well, to get, what a game like this does for a team? Well, hopefully it hopefully gets us rolling. Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of good things uh, defensively. Um, and, you know, we've, we've been trying to see those things stack up, carry over until, you know, the next week, week after week. Um, and I thought today we played uh, pretty well um, against a really good offense, uh, a team that could really run the ball, you know, and set up deep, deep play action passes. I um, thought we did a good job of just really competing, you know, each and every down um, and, you know, trying to find a way to get off the field on third downs. Oh um, man! I think when it mattered most, you know, we stepped up and made made the play.
15: You were in a situation like last week where offense has the ball. You guys need to stop to get the offense back on the field. Just what worked this time compared to. I mean, it's
12: the, you know, this is the NFL, and, um, you, know, you know, contrary to you know, popular opinion, most games are like this, you know what I mean? So, and, and we've had our you know, fair share of, you know, close games, right? Like, wow, you know, damn, we was close, damn, we, we didn't make the play, damn, we couldn't get off the field. Um, so I thought today was, you know, really just a, a great effort from really from everybody. Um, you know, nobody really wavered. Nobody looked at the scoreboard. Um, it was a lot of positive feedback, positive encouragement on the sideline, and um, I think things like little things like that can, can carry over throughout the you know entire team. What did Chris bring
3: back to the field
12: Well, uh, you know Chris is a playmaker. Um, you know he made some big time plays for us, and I think anytime having him out there, you know uh, even when he's not necessarily you know you know wrecking games with sacks, um, you know I think his presence, you know, is really. Really benefits us, you know, as a defense.
13: How did you balance that challenge of the, the play action, setting up the deep passes, but then Dalvin Cook being a monster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Player. Well, I you know, I thought
12: I, I thought we had a great game plan. Um, you know, I can tell early on in the game they was expecting us to be in a lot of man to man, and we kind of switched that up. Um, so we had <laughs> we had multiple eyes, you know, on Dalvin Cook, and uh, he's a great player. Um, Tough to tackle, uh, especially in space. And I thought he, I thought he made some great runs today. Uh, but I thought overall, collectively, um, I thought our front did a good job of, you know, really putting a hat on him. I, 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 you know, I think Nandi and you know Colin, uh, <laughs> I said they're not the biggest guys in the world, but you know they they they, they play low to the ground and uh, they made some big plays as well for us.
2: That's the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, and he's been. I think he's complained about the the front part of the defense in the in the past. Not, not necessarily complained, but said, you know, we need help, too, in the back end. And right there, you've seen in this game, they've complimented them, said they
3: did a good job against Dalvin Cook. They needed this leadership. You know, forget about how good he plays. They needed that Eric Berry presence as far as a leader that'll play. Yeah, And I think Tyron Matthews brought that uh, – just kind of been around the league, guys respecting me. What spent five days in Houston before he's already named the captain uh, when he was in Houston last year. But he brought that kind of swagger with him that I thought this defense sorely needed. He really needed that. And Chris Jones, as he said, you know, made it, made an impact. And they're going to get guys trickling back with this team. Ron, uh, the show, uh, the show you go on quite a bit, Pete. Show uh, Vernon and Pete. Uh, he calls him the second the most mid-day. valuable player on the team. You can make an argument for when he does that and makes impact that he could be. I'm kind of on the honey badger. I think this team's sorely needing his leadership on defense. As, as you and I talked to uh, the honey badger when he signed, right? And he said you asked him point blank. He said he said uh, Pat Mahomes called you. What did he say? And honey badger told us he's like, hey, he told me to be take the defense, lead the defense, and he's doing it, and he's doing it. He's
2: he's backing up uh, his words to Patrick Mahomes in the off season, and and you're seeing it on the field and. And in the locker room when, when you hear. Just like the defense needs Tyron Matthews, and Vern uh, needs Pete Sweeney, as you know. The Arrowhead Pride post game show is presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. When we come back, you will hear the AP sounds of the game. Plus, we'll get to some phone calls. Get involved. This is the Arrowhead Pride post game show. The Arrowhead
1: Pride post game show, presented by 7th Street Casino.
2: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Your Kansas City Chiefs knocking off the Minnesota Vikings 26-23. A last-second thrilling 44-yard field goal by Harrison Butker. We're going to get to some phone calls in a second, but right now it's time for the AP Sounds of the Game.
0: Another fake. More all day. Going to let it fly. go for Tyreek hey! Seat after a 40-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. The one here for big game. Oh, look at this! Damian Williams! All the way touchdown! Well, who needs Tyreek Hill? Just run it for 91 yards, and we're all tied. My goodness. He was good from 56 in this direction earlier in pregame. Kick is up and it is good! 54 from Bucker and we're all tied again. A 44-yard attempt to win it for Kansas City. Harrison Bucker, trying to be the hero.
2: You didn't even need the call. You didn't even need the call. You hear the crowd celebrating as the Chiefs come away with the 26-23 win. Harrison Butker, the hero, that sound courtesy of Fox. The AP sounds of the game brought to you by Santa Fe
3: Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. And uh, also the uh, locker room sound provided by uh, one Ryan Wachowski, Josh Vernier, and Steven Serta.
2: Yeah, Witkowski was there. And, and Josh and, Vernier. And, I, I
3: said Vern. Oh, I and, didn't hear you. And, no, I said I said him first. Witkowski was there with it. W- which we're grateful by for. Bad. Uh the other Josh two Josh Vernier, Stephen Serta. The other two, joking. you know, should be there. Witkowski's anyway. eating a lot though, because he's texting me pictures of all the breakfast food he's eating. I'm not sure he's watching or eating more of the time. Media fruit, hey, Witkowski's sure. not gonna touch you, he'll touch the rest.
2: Whoa, was that a sneeze?
3: That's a good sneeze, Pete. Sneeze, Sweeney. Good victory, Pete. Yeah, (laughs) good one. one. Victory sneeze. A victory sneeze right there
2: uh, for uh, the Chiefs. So you're welcome for that. 913-576-7610. We've had a couple guys holding on for us. Neil, what are your thoughts on today's victory?
7: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call, as always. Jay and Pete. (laughs) Doing a great show, as, as always. Um, I'd like to like, just like to say congratulations really to the whole team. First of all, I think it's a great team victory. In fact, I think it's probably the best possible win that you can get at home against a tough team, and they stuck in there. And plenty of room for improvement still. I mean, I, I think, you know, could have had a better pass rush today. Offensive line got beat pretty bad at times, but they stuck in there, they hung in there, and they got it done when they needed to get it done. The defense finally stepping up at the end of the game when they needed to get it done. They got it done. Congratulations, defense. Welcome back, Chris Jones. I thought Naughty played really well today. Congratulations, Derek Naughty. Congratulations, Damian Williams, on a good game. Um, they really did have me nervous, honestly, on both sides of the ball there in the fourth quarter. I thought, you know, with Cam Irvin having that ball start and then getting beat on the offensive line, having to take sacks, I was kind of surprised that Andy didn't have a couple more maybe screen passes in there when when they were obviously showing all-out blitz. Right. But great, great team win, guys. Congratulations. I'll see you in Tennessee, boys. Me and my boy Jason are going down to Tennessee next week.
2: Can't wait. Nice. Should be the re-debut of Patrick Mahomes in, in that game. Neil, congratulating even you and I in the victory. And and me and you, all we did was
3: watch the game and eat sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, company kitchen. Shout out to the spicy chicken. I mean, chicken sandwiches are kind Can't of. Can't believe the, you ate the, the company. You today. We didn't have time to go to a Popeyes. But I will say this: uh, as far as special teams, yes. The fumble there, hard but Hardman not good. But Butker and the special teams did win this game. This was a, a complete victory. And as far as the pass rush, yeah, just one sack for a team that had 14 sacks in its last two games. Met more sack five times by the Minnesota Vikings. Chiefs were actually very good uh, against the sack coming in there. You know, just one giving up just one more sack to the Dallas Cowboys. In that offensive line today, he had two starters out of it, so it's going to happen. They move Wiley from the left side over to the right. Keep uh, Rankin right there on the left side where he's been so effective. And coming out of the draft, Martinez Rankin—that's what they said. Some people was like, "Why can't he play the edge?" You know, Cam Irving. I don't. You know,
2: I still feel like that,
3: but they, Cam Irving beaten a few times today. But he—they moved Wiley over. Wiley showing his flexibility as far as line. But I thought the Vikings did a nice job of counterbalancing it with yeah. an aggressive line with his quick screens to the running backs. That's one way to kind of. You know, put a stop to an aggressive defensive line. Second half adjustment. Ready for it. it was a sec- second half adjustment. Yeah, but the Vikings were ready for it. I mean, the Vikings came in saying, you know what, if you're going to be aggressive. And again, they talked about it all week, whether it's Zimmer, Cousins, didn't matter. They had talked about the over-aggressive pursuing defensive line.
2: 913-576-7610. We see a lot of you are calling in here. Butch, what's on your mind?
17: Gentlemen, how about those Chiefs? Man, what a win. Let me do two quick things and then I'll get out of here. First of all, I'm not sure if you guys are film guys, when you go back and watch this film, like what I can see from the broadcast, the chess match being played back and forth between Stefanski, Spagnolo, then Zimmer to Andy Reid. It was beautiful to watch. That was great coaching from both teams on both sides minnesota wanted to do certain things that they saw that they were going to be kansas city with all oh, you see the way spagnolo set up that blitz against green bay well here's how we're going to beat it we have a couple and it didn't work spagnolo self-scouted thyself showed the rush backed out of it only rushing four, and at times kirk cousins when he was just simply dropping back he didn't have anywhere to go with it if we weren't for the play-action pass, he wouldn't have had much. If we hadn't have spotted him six points off a fumble, he wouldn't have had much. He very promptly turned back into a pumpkin at Arrowhead <laughs> Stadium. And then the second thing, I think the most uh, inspiring thing I'm seeing, gentlemen, the roles that these players are playing. Rashad Fenton, Charverius Ward, guys that we didn't think were actually going to make an impact, Emmanuel Ogba coming from out of nowhere in a trade we didn't even think we were going to get for Eric Murray, playing a big part of our team. This is championship fabric right now. This is what a championship, part of a champion is built with right here. I am
2: so excited for next week. Go Yep, you can hear that. Go Chiefs. Cut him off. Sorry about that. Uh, well, good.
3: you get the best player of the NFL back. Good call. Um, it's reason for one. optimism.
2: A good point there, and, and I alluded to it before, and just to spend a little bit more time on it. Chiefs got Emmanuel Agba for Eric Murray. Eric Murray... Good guy, not a great contributor for the Chiefs. To be able to pull off that trade and to see what Emmanuel Ogba's is doing now, if we're going to give Brett Veach and Andy Reid, I know like show likes to make sure I say Andy Reid whenever I say Brett Veach, uh, are making decisions and sometimes we like to complain. We have to
3: commend them for decisions like getting Ogba. And it's moves like her. that I don't strictly see as an Andy Reid type move. He kind of lets those kind of moves go to the other. You Spe- think that's a lower tier? You think that's, I, I, I think that's Spagnola, an actual Veach? I think oh, Spagnuolo was involved yes. in it too yes, w- sure. with Brett Veach. You know, as far as finding his prototypical players, the ones that he likes, size, uh, weight, the kind of size that he looks for in defensive end. Like your yeah. size. You're, you're a type yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, Pete. Uh, I'm more of a defensive lineman. but uh, I understand. I uh, used to be a linebacker, but then I got fat. That's um, what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, 14 sacks in high school, you told me off air. Yeah, senior year. Big time. That's, a, uh, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it wasn't for speed and agility, I'd have been to the next level. But um, they didn't have those things. I but agree. the bottom line uh, is, stop. I'm, I'm stopping, all right? I agree. No more high school references. But the bottom line is, they're stepping up when they should step up in this defense. And again, it goes back to the honey badger when he's talking. He's EF Hutton. When he talks, we listen. We've been listening and hearing what he's saying in the last couple of weeks. When was the defense going to kind of hear the things the honey badger was saying? And again, they do this without Frank Clark. Do this without Alex Okafor and able to be salvageable. And I think Steve Spagnuolo deserves a lot of credit. This defense had to step up. Travis Kelsey didn't have to have... I mean, he manned up today. And Tyreek Hill as we, the most explosive weapon in the National Football League. Wherever they line him up, teams follow him. This is a, this is a big problem with the running game. And stop saying Andy Reid doesn't like to run. He will. He had the NFL's leading rusher with Kareem Hunt. So let's not, it's not forget that. He will run the football at times. Ask Kareem Hunt how much he ran him. He will do that if he feels capable but that play-action pass will only work if you're running the football. I think it's a storyline out of this game. Who's the best running back to, to use
2: for this this Chiefs team? Right now it looks to be Damian Williams. LaShawn McCoy had two costly fumbles earlier in the year. I was right there at the front of the line saying that LaShawn McCoy is the best back on this football team. But Damian Williams made quite a case today. Again, a big part of that is staying healthy, which he has struggled to well, do. Make no mistake
3: about it, that right side of that offensive line, yeah. Wiley and Schwartz, their blocks on that run, Gave him a wide open running lane to use. He also team. had three cuts in the back. No, of he it. made some nice cuts, but eleven carries thirty four yards outside of that run. I think Mich- McCoy. You know, it's not sliding, but again, it's, it's you got to do it more than once. You got to you got to back this up and keep the thing rolling. It's about consistency. It's on your mind, DJ. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's up? Yeah, man. Uh,
8: first of all, I just want to let you guys know. I listen to you guys on Spotify. I don't listen live because uh, I'm in Arizona. I got caught up on uh, all the episodes. Uh, maybe like a month, month, a month, a month and a half, ago, or something like that. But Thank you. this is my introductory call. I'll be calling because I was trying to catch up to you guys. But, cool. yeah, this is a big win. Um, I love what I saw. I'm going to give the – w- I definitely got to get a game ball to uh, fuck kickers. I love him. I, lo- I love that white boy. That's what I do. <laughs> I love him. Um, I want to give an honorable mention, though. I got to give an honorable mention to uh, Sammy Watkins. That boy – Uh, He came with his hands today. He came with his hands. He came with his legs. He came with his motivation, everything. I love how he played. He he looked confident and and, and everything. And um, I listened to you guys talk about Cam Irving. Um, Cam Irving must have failed at, like, selling insurance in his life or something like that. I'm not really sure. I don't really know him. But um I think that's the reason why he's out on the football field. I don't even I don't see any other reason why he's out on the football field other than he was a big guy and just decided, you know, you know what, I'm gonna play football. Um not really something that I like to see, but this was an excellent game, excellent win. Um, I loved everything that I saw. I had to go to one of those Walgreens places to get my blood pressure checked. That's just how great it was. And uh I literally had, like, a woody at the end of the game. Like, yeah. seriously. That's how excited I was. That's,
3: yeah. that's, a, that's a good call. Um, I'm, brought, I'm glad Obviously, you brought up very, Sammy very excited at I'm the end. I'm glad he brought up especially. Sammy Watkins. Really excited. And Watkins can show some toughness. Miss like, that. his yards after Miss catch, when he gets in a roll, just like that first game, even last year to some extent, when, when he's healthy and playing, he's very good at yards after catch. He does play a lot tougher than I think people give him credit for. Like, he was laying some blocks, and he was good in the jacks. Sammy Watkins, when healthy, he doesn't mind mixing it up. Right. He's a very, very tough football player. Seven catches, 63 yards. He stepped up today. And, man, we have a, a wide receiver one and two stepping up in tandem. And Tyree kills six for 140. Watkins seven for 63. Your tight tied in, throws in 62 yards. And Travis Kelsey with seven catches. Perfect. I mean, it's a perfect blend of that. So, yeah, I was real happy. 18 runs for the Chiefs. I'd like to see that move up a little bit. I'd like to see that that number sitting around 25 to 30. But it is what it is. And now with Mahomes coming back, I mean it's probably going to stay around there, which is fine because he's going to throw the ball over the yard. But I do think that the running game does help uh, with the play action and everything else you had. And I wish they would have ran more with Mahomes there uh, when he was hobbled up early because it does keep the element of the play action. Other point DJ made was about Eric Fisher, who tried to return from
2: that groin injury last week, and it seems like he had a little bit of a false start, didn't practice at all this week. Cam Irving is a good backup offensive lineman. You've just had to see him for an extended period of time because Fisher had a serious injury, and and he's been
3: out. But he's an Andy Reid guy. Andy Reed likes versatility. He played some, some center in Cleveland. He can play guard. He thinks he's better on the outside, which is probably his better position. Sure. But it is a guy that can play center for you, guard, or tackle. Right. That, that, and I, that's a special blend in the NFL I, when you can do all three positions. I just think it's what's missed about him is he's not really supposed to be Jack a starter. Jack all trades master none.
2: Right. He's not supposed to be a starter. It's just he's had to have been in here for an extended period of time. Chiefs hopefully will get Fisher back uh, a little bit sooner rather than later. But, again, they did enough to, to – to win this football game. LDT was out, and so you also have to compliment the versatility of Andrew Wiley to go from left guard, and, and
3: he was re-entering the lineup here. He had been playing left guard, and he goes back to right guard. Look great with Schwartz on that right side. They look great together. It's great tandem. You, you don't have that chemistry. Typically, chemistry is built. Big,
2: they were big parts of that Damian Williams no, run. You're that's right That's what about I'm saying, yeah, yeah. They were
3: big parts of it. The way they cleared out the uh, first initial running lane then let Damian Williams use his speed. It, the funny thing was seeing Tyreek Hill Beat Damian Williams to the end zone. That's right. He, he ended up doing it. I we, mean, the cheetah was was there, man. He was, what, 22.6 miles an hour? That's yeah. That, he they said fastest he's ever been from um, the
2: scrimmage line. If you want to get involved, we are wrapping things up here. 913 576 7610. When we come back, we will hear from Damian Williams, who had that 91. 91- yard touchdown run as well as our final verdict on this game you're not going to want to go anywhere it's the arrowhead pride post game show
1: the arrowhead pride post game show presented by seventh street casino back to the arrowhead pride post game show brought to you by seventh street casino here's pete sweeney and Jay binkley
2: we're wrapping things up here on the Arrowhead Pride post-game show. I I find this to be a, a surprise victory for the Chiefs. The Chiefs were underdogs in the game with Matt Moore. They end up winning twenty six to twenty three. Last second field goal, a thriller at Arrowhead Stadium. I on the other hand
3: told you the Chiefs were going to win this before the game, so it is hey, not kind nice. of a surprise you, to me. You you did you did say that. I I, I just I, had this I feeling. Did you know what's funny is I was talking to Carrington one day when the change of shows from. From the drive to, to Bank of Nine, and We were talking. Karen said, You know, I just got a feeling about this game with the Chiefs. I don't know what it is, a gut feeling. Mm. I felt the same way. You did. Like I told him, I said, I feel the same way about this game. It doesn't make sense. Vikings very good on paper and offense. Like defense. in your stomach, you felt it. I felt it. In your stomach? Like a good pair of nachos or uh wings or something like it wasn't that. The company, company, felt, wasn't the company wasn't the company kitchen nah, chicken? Nah, I felt that today too, but I felt You life. No, I, my stomach felt win. The gut felt win. It did. It felt I felt good about this game. Why? I don't know why. Explain I can't explain it. it. I can't explain it. The leading rusher and the worst rushing defense. It didn't make sense. But again, I'll go back. Denny Matthews, they use this all the time. Denny Matthews, would like to know. The unexpected from Denny. Said this, and it makes 100% uh, sense. Ask Kansas State beating Oklahoma. Expect the unexpected. You know, what I didn't expect was Damian Williams running for 125
2: yards after having 100 all year. He has a 91 yard touchdown in this game. Williams spoke to the media after the win.
11: Talk big yards and
14: everything. saw the Oh, man, we seen, you know, they was playing, you know, shade on the backside, so I knew all I had to do was really press it, feed the linebackers to my line, and after that, they did the work. All I did was run. Were
11: you surprised how we caught up taking these
15: guys end. No, nah, I
14: wasn't surprised at all. And I actually told him, I said, don't embarrass me like that no more. <laughs> With the way the game had gone at that point, just what
15: did it say for you that the offensive line and you guys finally – Hit it and see the way you kind
14: of draw it up at that moment. I just, you know, you know, we've been doing this. you know, I've been doing this, you know, with the line since last, you know, season when I got, you know, the opportunity, you know, to really get behind them. Going into camp and starting off the season, how we did, you know, was kind of, you know, sketchy. So we really need, you know, this to establish the run game, and we went out there and we played hard nosed football. What were
2: you saying in the huddle at that point before the touchdown? Everything in the second half to that point had been very good for you guys. What turned it around? What were you guys saying to to prevent any sort of doubt?
14: Oh, we kind of knew, you know, it was going to be a dog fight. We we knew that they had a great defense and. And we knew we, you know, we wanted to come out here and, and win the game. We had to establish the run game. We can't just, you know, try to air mail it every time. And people aren't respecting the run game, so we had to, you know, make them respect that run
5: game. Damien, so, when did you know when did
14: you know Tyreek was with you? Like right across the goal line, or no, 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 I was actually looking at the big screen the whole time, and I'm looking, but I thought he was coming on my other side. So when he came <laughs> to the right side, I almost dropped the ball and all. So that, nah, yeah, it, it, it was good. You know, I, I know he made a great block. I could see it on on the screen, so. You no, know, like I said, all I did was run, everybody else yeah. did the hard work.
16: Damien, you got on that fumble to the end pretty quickly.
14: What, what did you see on that one? Oh man, we, we had we had some work out there. <laughs> but like I said, you know, they have a great they have a great defense and you know they you know their D line was penetrating and they started to pick it up towards the end and you know we had to master intensity. So I knew, you know, whether it was an incomplete fumble, I wasn't gonna give it a chance, but I was gonna jump on that
16: ball regardless. How close were you to
14: blocking that punt? It looked like you you're just within a yard or two. Oh yeah, nah, so not yeah, So you know that's something how you know how I established myself in the league. You know, you know, starting off on special teams. So you know, as you get older, you kind of you know learn little tricks. You know that you can kind of you know do to get guys you know to hesitate a little bit. But all I need was a little bit more leg driving, and I would add You think you didn't block it, or you wouldn't have the
15: 91 yard? Yeah, for sure. The we had mentioned earlier that the vibe in the locker room was just not what it normally is just because of the, the losses at home Just what was it like to, to work up to this week and to see sort of the reaction with your teammates in the locker
14: room today oh man like I so, said you know we had a rough time especially being at home and, and just to see you know how much purple was in our stadium uh, you know I feel like you know we took that as a disrespect you know, we're at home we want, we want to look like we're at home so you know having to see that and, and coming in here everybody you know kind of look at each other like hey this is our house, dude. This ain't nobody else's house. This is our house. We need to protect
2: our house. and That's what we came out and did.
13: Now, Vikings fans travel pretty well. Do this feel like a home game.
2: Okay. You hear that, Jay? Uh, this is our house. I know that's something that juices you up.
3: No, no question about it. This is our house. Get the Skull Chance out of here. Big Red, nobody likes it. Uh, that is running back Damian
2: Williams after the Chiefs' 26-23 win. Let's pause right now for station identification.
1: Taking the kids to soccer practice Saturday. We're live and local all day long, starting at 10, 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Kansas City, o radio.com Sports Station.
2: Looks like we got about 10 minutes left. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Kobe in St. Joe, what'd you think about the win?
6: Oh, first of all, I just wanted to say hi, guys. I haven't really talked to you since the playoffs. So. Hello, Colby. Hello, Binkley. How are you today? Oh, there we
2: go.
3: Oh, hello. <laughs>
6: <laughs> hello. Uh, I, honestly, I really just have one question. At the end of the game, why did they spike the ball instead of just take their last time out? It's driving me nuts. Was there a reason? Or am I just crazy? Say that just again? Losing the ball. At the end of the game, why did they spike the ball instead of call their last time out?
3: Hey, great question, man. Great question, Colby. Yeah, that's, great.
2: that's a great question. I don't know. That's a, he talking about? That's a great, great thought. Um, Matt Moore spiked the ball at the end to stop the clock. Maybe he was centering, or getting it was, it was it on the right positioning hash. for Butker where he wanted it. That's probably what it was, I would guess. Oh. So answering the, answering all the tough questions here on the Arrowhead Pride uh, post game show, Bink, uh, I I I want to just tell you, I feel like now that we've seen three games in a row of this defense performing a little bit better, I think now you're safe to say because a lot of the questions were okay, is it a bad team, the Broncos? Uh, you know, Is it just two games in a row here? We shouldn't settle and say, okay, the defense is officially – I think now that we've had three games in a row where everything
3: feels like it's starting to click, you can start to feel okay about the defense if you're well, a Chiefs fan. The defense is no longer a yeah, but. When the national media talks about the Chiefs, what do they always to say? It's Mahomes. Else. Yeah, but the defense is bad. You hear this all the time. Yeah, but the Chiefs defense. And really, this puts a league on notice. Because if the Chiefs are winning without Pat Mahomes and the defense is stepping up and playing well, it puts the rest of the league on notice. Like, oh, no. Just like listening to the Vikings this week, they were legitimately concerned about the Chiefs' pass rush. Nobody said that earlier in the year. But 14 sacks in two games, putting yourself top five in the NFL in sacks, it starts to make some noise. And winning a game without Mahomes, you put the MVP back, you have this high-powered offense, the best receiver in the league, in my opinion, in Tyreek Hill, the best tight end in the league, in Travis Kelsey. You put these guys on the field, and you have a defense that's stepping up and making plays, and you have a coach like Andy Reid. Yeah, this this will put the league on notice. Like the defense needs to go from being yeah, butt to man, Pat Mahomes with this defense, imagine that. That's important. Chris Jones with two quarterback hits
2: today. Colin Saunders had one. Tano Passanio getting on the board with one. What I found impressive too was in Matt Moore's game, he he wasn't clean. He wasn't kept clean the entire game. He had nine quarterback hits. Um, the Vikings were able to register five sacks and and to stay in there on some of those throws, especially the ones to Tyreek Hill coming to mind, just a, a a a gutsy effort for Matt Moore. And I think this two-game effort propels him to having a job next year in the league when he sat out all of 2018.
3: He may need to go back and scout for the Dolphins, by the way. No, so I don't, I don't uh, think so. I but, think but I will that, say that's speaker, a weird to say. Like, the, he's the winner today. It's one of the best jobs in the NFL, backup quarterback. Everybody likes you, you make good money. Chase Daniel. You say you're a member of the team, which you are. You're dressing out. It's a great job to have a Matt Moore. And remember, it came down to basically he and Henny, almost a coin flip on which one you're going to keep. They went with Chad Henny well, that's, that's instead the line. of Matt Moore. That's the line they say. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm sure there was something. I'm sure there was something that made him But there's up a reason it. that that was the call that Andy Reid made. Sure. When Chad Henny goes down, it's Matt Moore. This is why he didn't trade for anybody to trade deadline for quarterback. It matters who's been here, been in the meetings. You, you hear the respect for Matt Moore, even from guys like Tyree Kill. You know, saying we we believed in Matt, you know, we, we know we can do the job. This offense, they actually believe in him. Is that a situation we've seen around the league where teams just don't believe in their quarterback? The Chiefs do and say that they believe in Matt Moore, which I think is incredibly important. Right.
2: And what you got is, okay, a half a game against the Broncos, he proves that he can will them to victory. Then you also had a good effort against Green Bay, and what he proved there is that I can roll with an Andy Reid game plan from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, and you saw the fruits of his labor in this one, where they were well-prepared for the Minnesota Vikings, and they beat a really good football team. They were helped out a little bit by Adam Thielen having to leave the game with that hamstring injury a little bit early, but from front to back, from beginning to end, you saw why they were well-prepared, both on offense and defense. A special teams, okay, there were some there were some things that they did wrong, but on offense and defense, which are more important, that's football.
3: They were really good. Well, ball security has been a fundamental problem on everybody. That's not just on Dave Tobe. It's been on the offense as well. Three-game lead for the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, the Lions just tied up the Raiders 17-17, to 445 left in third. The Browns losing to the Broncos 17-12, 15 seconds before halftime there. The Chargers, a surprising 9-0 lead over the Packers. 9.46 left in the third. You surprised the uh, Chargers? now 12-0 back to Chargers. 12-0. A you, you little, bit, little bit surprised the Packers? You know, it is a road game. There's no home games. I guarantee there's probably more Packers fans than I, Chargers fans. I think what, they switched offensive coordinators, but they're, they're shutting out the Green Bay Packers. I think with how well the Packers have been playing
2: and how poorly the Chargers have been playing, it, it is interesting. But the Chargers are in that period of the year where they need to start winning, or this thing's going to be over. So it's got check time for the. They're Chargers. a spurt team. They go in spurts. They need to win some football games. Uh, with that being said, it is time now for the
1: final verdict. Order. order. The final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm. You deserve more than a lawyer.
2: Final verdict brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury
3: lawyer. Jay, break it down for us. Minnesota Vikings, we're feeling it. Four straight wins. The offensive uh, player of the month in Kirk Cousins. They can throw the football. They could run the football. They're running for 160 yards a game. I felt Andy Reid, you know, having Matt Moore, I think this is the best win of the year just because of how good the Vikings were on offense and defense. Top three offense, top five defense. They actually averaged more more, uh, yards per game than the Kansas City Chiefs. I like finding a way to grind out a win in the physicality. Number two, I think the defense, we can finally start saying, has an identity. They've shown this, this step toward identity from the Broncos game. Can they carry it through? And again, against the Green Bay Packers, they look good at times. Again, getting Aaron Rodgers, making the game interesting, but they didn't at the end of the game. Chart, the, the the Packers had the ball for five minutes. Run, 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 timeout. Run, 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 timeout. Aaron Rodgers, one pass. But today they stepped up. And I think the Vikings were talking about it all week. This new identity. They even used the word identity. They never used identity with the Chiefs defense. I feel today, Pete, we can maybe start talking about the defense having identity, which is crucial for this team. You know, before the year even began, I looked at this roster.
2: You had Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. An offensive line that he was used to, Tyree Hill, Sammy Watkins. Defense has a new defensive coordinator. They have stars like Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew. I go all in. I say, this is a team that feasibly could go undefeated, right? And that would have been a fun story to watch. But what you didn't realize is this story is a little bit more fun where you have a laundry list of injuries. You look at the Chiefs injury list coming into today. And there's like 10 starters on it. You look at the Minnesota Vikings, they're missing Adam Thielen, maybe. He ends up playing and then, and then checking out. But they're, for the most part, healthy. And how many times have we had games where, in this season, we say, well, the Chiefs were really injured. They were really injured once again today. They got a few players back. Chris Jones was back, but they still didn't have Frank Clark. They still didn't have Kendall Fuller. They still didn't have Eric Fisher. Ford Yet. Two
3: starters, they you're like, lying. Gone. Yeah.
2: Yet, Jay. Here they are. They dig deep. They're able to get a victory, and now you enter a situation where, and there's going to be a lot of arguments over this over the next week, but this is reality. Patrick Mahomes re-enters the mix next week against the Tennessee Titans after seeing what this defense can do over the last three games, after seeing that you could win a football game with Matt Moore. The sky is the limit for this team, and while an undefeated season would have been nice, I think you might be seeing the beginnings of peaking at the right time, and you have all these weapons, you have a good defense, and here
3: comes the league MVP. Excited about it. Again, these guys will start coming off the injury list. It's almost like they get a trade at the trade deadline, all these players coming back. So uh, look for Big Fish, I would think, to come back pretty soon to protect one Patrick Mahomes. He's had a couple of false
2: starts here where he tried to go in a game, ended up having to have surgery, tries to come back, and then misses practice for a week. Uh, so remains to be seen with Fisher, I, as, as we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, Cam Irving is a good, versatile backup. He is not a starter in the National Football League. You need to get Eric Fisher back for this playoff run. The final verdict is brought to you by Scruggs Law Firm, your local injury lawyer. The Chiefs opponent next week, the Tennessee Titans, lost today to the Carolina Panthers. 30-20, to 20. Christian McCaffrey, 24 carries for 146 yards and two touchdowns, as well as three receptions for 20 yards and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, unbelievable against the Titans today. That's the Chiefs' next opponent.
3: Yeah, good luck.
2: Damian Williams, step up, man. Bring you, your inner McCaffrey. Are you, are, are you saying that you want Damian Williams to have McCaffrey-like no. numbers? I'm too? wanting
3: Mahomes. With the I know you are a big Damian Williams fan. I'm not. Uh, I want to see Mahomes with 400 yards. 400 yards. Well, if, you, if yards, you look at the touchdowns. Chiefs and their
2: equivalent of what would be a McCaffrey, it's Mahomes. It's not really any of the running backs. No, we don't have a McCaffrey. No. But We'd be good with a McCaffrey. Imagine okay. having that with Pat. What Matt Moore did today in tapping into his inner Pat, a couple deep balls. That's not what I'm talking about, but spreading the ball around, too. I, I really like that in Matt Moore, and that's something that Patrick Mahomes does well. He goes through so many reads and gets everybody involved. It's less of a... Pass the ball to a McCaffrey attack as it is. Mahomes just spreading the ball around and seeing what you give him. Nashville, look out! Is there a better place for Patrick Mahomes to return than Nashville? No. Even was, who, who's I the I City? Listener?
3: Big Luke is Luke, or was it Neil Lone Jack? One of the two was going to, to Nashville. Yeah, one of those guys. You know, bring that chop. You know, did. The skull chant was. There was a losing oh, effort want, by the Vikings. I I think the Skull Chant did pump I up. think they'll they all be. About
2: it. There there will be a a nice. Chiefs' presence, I think, in Nashville. No question. Nashville is one of these destinations. Quick drive. To go.
3: Great place to go. Should be able to get the Have victory. a few though. drinks. A little line dancing. Watch the Chiefs whip some ass. Yeah, Nashville, here we come. It was a good day. Chiefs pulling out the upset
2: victory. Not often you could say that anymore with this Two current state of Chiefs. Chiefs winning the 26-23. to 23. Thank you to the guys out at the stadium with Kowski, Serta, and Josh Vernier. Thank you to our callers uh, for bringing... Up A lot of good points for Jay and I to talk about. Thank you to the Dirty Werewolf, uh, Dusty Likens. Outstanding job uh, for Jay Binkley. My name's Pete Sweeney. You've been listening to the Arrowhead Pride Post Game show presented by 7th Street Casino, where it's at. The Chiefs win at Arrowhead Stadium. You send those Minnesota fans who decided to come and do their skull champ home unhappy. The Chiefs 26, Minnesota 23, Harrison Butker with the game winner.
3: Pete's Point, 7.15 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us.
9: Patrick McHolmes.